Welcome to Earth Matters, environmental and social justice news produced at 3CR Radio in Fitzroy, Melbourne and broadcast across this continent on the Community Radio Network. I'm Jem Rommeld. Today we're tuning into the forests of East Gippsland, Victoria, which continue to fall for an over-subsidised and under-regulated forestry industry. Threatened species of flora and fauna get some protection by law, but these protections are largely ignored by Vic Forests and the logging contractors, whose interests are in chopping trees down. So, in the absence of proper regulation, the forest and all of the value it holds for water, air, climate regulation and biodiversity fall by the wayside, unless people are there to defend it. On this week's show, we'll speak to two people heavily involved in watchdogging and exposing illegal logging in East Gippsland. Jill Redwood from Environment East Gippsland and Ed Hill from the Goongarra Environment Centre. These two groups and many individuals behind them have had a fantastic and amazingly swift win on the 15th of December when a combination of legal action in the city and direct action on the ground has halted logging in an area on the St Patrick's River and the machines are on their way out. Yeah, so I'm Ed and I campaign with Goongarra Environment Centre. We're little grassroots um, community organisation based in Far East Gippsland in a little town called Goongra and we have been working since 1993 um, to protect East Gippsland forests. Fantastic and can you tell us where you're talking to us from today? Sure, um, well actually on um, the Jack Road uh, right next to an area of forest that we just blockaded uh, we took direct action there to stop an illegal logging operation, and we won. And um, the machines are actually getting out today. Um, I can see a bulldozer just down the road from where I'm standing that um, had to leave the um, the coop um, after direct action that we took and legal action combined to get Vic Forest uh, out of this particular uh, logging coop. Fantastic. Congratulations. Can you uh, give us a little bit of background to that action, uh, like what, uh, what was happening in that coop and yep. why, um, why Gecko was concerned about it and, and why he took the action? Sure. The area of uh, this week's action was um, an area in the Ridge Forest Block um, on the St Patrick's River. It's an area of high conservation value forest which contains rare uh, temperate overlap Rainforest, which is found nowhere else on Earth other than East Gippsland. Mm. Uh, and it contains a lot of old growth trees and habitat for threatened species. Um, legally, big forests are required to conduct tree logging surveys for threatened species that may be present in areas of uh, forest that are subject to logging operations. And they need to do this to comply with the, the law and the logging code of practice. And they need to ensure that. Um, uh, if there are threatened species present, um, that they put in protection measures that the law requires them to. But in this case, um, this is an area of threatened species habitat and uh, contains a lot of high conservation values like rainforest and old growth trees. Um, and threatened species like the endangered long-footed potoroo and the sooty owl and uh, a number of guider species um, are likely to be present here. Mm. But big forest uh, decided that the area of forest wasn't worth surveying because threatened species um, are, are not likely to be there, according to them. And they went in and commenced logging without having looked for the threatened species that they're legally obligated to, to, uh, to look for. Mm. Um, so we 
um, reacted because this logging was occurring unlawfully, and uh, we environmental plan planned directed for they have their lawyers uh, right to Vic Forest and informed them that the logging was unlawful and Gecko took direct action to, to immediately stop the logging uh, whilst political pressure was applied and um, a really successful result. Yeah, I'm Jill Redwood and I coordinate Environment East Gippsland and it's a group that's been around since, um, golly, the early 80s really, trying to protect the forests and wildlife out in East Gippsland. Um, and we've just, oh, I suppose in the last maybe six years or so, decided that really all of our tactics in the past, like lobbying and, and research and using the economic arguments and putting out media, etc., None of that was getting anywhere, so we started legal action, and um, we actually have won four cases against the government and its logging arm in the last five years, which has been fantastic. So, great. This latest, um, yeah, the latest, what we thought was a breach of the law by Vic Forests, um, only took us an amazing 24 hours to get a response this time once our lawyers sent a letter to them, which was fantastic. Yeah, I'm um, looking forward to hearing about that story. But just before we um, get into that recent fantastic win that's just happened this week, could you give us a little bit of background on on the status of logging in East Gippsland at the moment, like how much it's occurring and where the wood is going? In the past, there's been about um, between three and 5,000 hectares a year um, knocked down in East Gippsland, Clearfeld. But because the wood chip licences weren't renewed by the, um, by the paper company that's been taking all our chips for years, there's less forest now being cut down. Um, but there's still a lot of the old growth that's going down. That seems to be the favourite um, forest that the logging industry targets. And I think a lot of it isn't because of the timber in there. It's high-quality sites like deep, rich soil and high rainfall and, you know, good topography to put machines on and that. So, mm. yes, even though there's less logging, they're still targeting some of the very best that's left um, in this region. Mm. And when you mentioned that licence, was that the licence that Southeast Fibre Exports had with Vic Forest for many years for exporting wood to Japan to make paper? That's right, yes. And before it was Southeast Fibre fibre exports, um, people might remember it as Daishawa, a Japanese-owned chip mill up there at Eden. And that's just been sold again, which is um, quite amazing after so many years in the hands of that paper company from Japan. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's not looking good either. The new buyer is also into exporting whole logs and talking about biomass, which is burning forests to generate electricity and things. So um, that's a whole other story. So since Sefi hasn't been taking wood from Vic Forests, where has the wood been going and what is it being used for that's coming out of the East Gippsland forests? That is a very good question. Um, some of it is going to sawmills, but there's, um, there's only a limited amount of that. Um, a lot of it is just being left... And, and left and burned in the coops as part of the management. Mm. Some of it is also going down to the chip mill, I think, at Maryvale, 
And um, we just don't know where a lot of this is going. We do see trucks heading, you know, towards Melbourne. Mm. Some could be being exported as whole logs mm. um, to China. That's happening down there um, in the in the yards, Tottenham and um, I think Yarraville. Mm. So, yes, we, mm-hmm. we don't know. But if it's going out there, then we are not only paying to have our forests logged, we're paying for the transport of these logs as well because mm. it's just not e- economically viable mm. to cart the logs all that distance and make a quid out of it. I haven't seen worst of it yet. Stop logging for, for the day, stop the destruction of, you know, uh, hectares of uh, forest that would have fallen um, on but, Tuesday. So how did you do that? What did that look like on, on sure. Tuesday? Yeah, so uh, there was about, we've been holding a camp out here over the last couple of weeks, um, teaching people citizen science and surveying and direct action skills and uh, all sorts of things. So there's a bit of a crew out here, about 25 people came out and um, uh, one person climbed a tree and positioned themselves in a, a tree platform which was tied off with ropes going back down to the logging machine, uh, preventing them from carrying out their logging work the next day. So one tree sitter held up, uh, held five machines uh, for the full day. There was a very swift response from the police. Um, police search and rescue were on the scene by the afternoon and, um, and climbed the tree and took the the person down um, and only about half an hour after that the forest sent through their uh, through word via email that they had decided to uh, get out of the coop which is um, a really amazing result a lot mm. of new a lot of new people out here that have never done a direct action and good start what a way, then. To, what a way to get into it uh, <laughs> For, for an intro, yeah. And what a beautiful thing to be able to watch the machines exiting the, the forest today. Do you think that they'll stay out? What's What comes next? Yeah, well, we think that they'll definitely stay out because the legal arguments that, uh, um, that were presented to them, uh, there's clear evidence that this logging was occurring unlawfully. Um, they could still technically go back in um, if they go and do a threatened species survey. Um, but the sort of the controversy and the political pressure that's been put on, I think it would be highly unlikely and extremely provocative if they were to um, to go back in. Unfortunately, um, here in the Rich Forest and the, and the Quark Forest, um, which we're just on the edge of, um, just on the south of the Arundra National Park, there are hundreds of uh, logging areas that are scheduled for logging over the next few years. Mm. This is the area where the logging's really been concentrated. Um, these days and the the, uh, the area that we're focusing on um, to be protected. This area is right in the, the link that we want to create between the Arunanda National Park and the coast, mm-hmm. um, eventually linking up uh, all of the native vegetation that we have in East Gippsland in a uh, corridor from alpine environments right down to the coast. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, this is a really critical area in terms of um, the... the the need for it to be conserved so it can act as that link and corridor between the southern 
part of the Outlander National Park and coming down to the coast. Mm. And is that Gecko's proposal to include all of that area in the in the national parks? Yeah, so the, the movement's got a um, pretty extensive reserve agenda, but this particular area um, to the south of the Outlander National Park, so it's south of Goolungook and northwest of Orbos, um, is is going to be really critical to um, as the next sort of area that needs to be protected um, so we can extend the park further down and create that, that big long corridor mm. um, across the southern forest and down to the coast. So do you think if there weren't all of you out there keeping an eye on the logging operations, keeping an eye on the maps, whether they've done their surveys, whether they haven't, do you think that they would otherwise just go ahead with logging anyway and that there'd be this kind of legal breach happening time and time again? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, this um, this situation really uh, is a really great example of the value of the work that Gecko does, being out here on the eye, uh, on the ground, being the eyes and ears of the forest, uh, mm. constantly monitoring big forest operations, um, which time and time again have, found to have, have been found to be... Uh, Unlawful. Um, you know they've been uh, they've been sued four times um, already. Um, you know there are there are just countless breaches to the code, um, and yeah, it's pretty much just like a, a lawless logging mm. regime, really. And if we hadn't have found it, you know this area would have been logged uh, illegally. No one would have known about it. Um, the regulator probably wouldn't have picked up on it. Um, the Department of Environment is supposed to make sure that big forest uh, operations comply with the law, but there's a really lazy approach, really, on their behalf. Um, not a lot of regulation gets done. If it wasn't for us documenting the, these breaches and sending them to the regulator, to the Department of Environment, um, yeah, they, they, they just wouldn't be finding out about a lot of this stuff. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was a really, really valuable uh, sort of combination of direct action, teaming up with legal action, teaming up with the on-ground knowledge and um, surveying and monitoring that we've been doing, um, which pulled off a really great result. You're listening to Earth Matters, produced on Wurundjeri land at 3CR Studios in Fitzroy and broadcast all across these stolen lands we call Australia on the Community Radio Network. We're speaking with Ed Hill from the Goongarra Environment Centre and Jill Redwood from Environment East Gippsland. They are keeping an eye on the criminally negligent logging operations in Victoria's incredible eastern forests. So this week there's been a very rapid success. There was a, a protest in the forest that stopped logging and Environment East Gippsland um, has been communicating with Vic Forest, with your lawyers have been writing letters to them. Can you give us a bit of background as to why, um, why there's this action taking place at this coop, like what the concerns are and, and um, tell us the story. How did it unfold? Okay. Um, well, I don't know if listeners um, are aware that the government set up a forest task force when they got in, soon after they got in, and that is where industry and conservationists and various stakeholders get together to try to work out this, you know, the decades-long conflict in the forest. Part of that was um, that they would agree to look at deferring a whole lot of 
areas that we we determine are high conservation value, very controversial areas. And they agreed to look at that. But meanwhile, um, while these negotiations and the process was going on, Vic forests were going into some of these extremely high-value areas, very rich forests for, you know, for rare forest-dependent wildlife. They weren't being surveyed. So um, when we pointed this out to Vic forests, uh, they still they still were going in with the machines, and we thought, well, you know, something has to be done. We believed that they were logging in breach of the law. So both um, Gecko, the protest group, and ourselves wrote a letter to Vic Forest explaining that, you know, this was a very controversial move, very provocative. It hadn't had a survey. It had all the values that would require a survey, by our understanding, and, you know, please get out. <laughs> mm. um, the machines kept logging in there, uh, so we had to take pretty pretty swift action. We had the Environment Justice um, Australia, EJA, the old EDO, uh, compose a letter, look at this, give us advice, and put a letter that was sent to Vic Forest on the Monday afternoon asking them if they would, you know, remove the machines because we believed that they were in breach and um, if they didn't, then, uh, you know, we'd have to look at further action, like an injunction or the Supreme Court again. Mm. Um, so Vic, um, Gecko sent the crew in there on the Tuesday, and they held up logging mm. uh, with a tree sit. Um, and by and we sent the, le- sent the letter off to the Vic Forests on the Monday afternoon. So all Tuesday, logging was held up with a protest in there, and then um, Tuesday afternoon after Vic Forrest had digested our legal letter mm. and run it past their lawyers, etc., they decided to pull the machines out. So that was mm. um, amazing that within a day, within 24 hours, and receiving the legal letter, which pointed out all the reasons why we thought that they were in breach of the law, they pulled out. Mm. Um, they didn't admit, of course, that they had done anything wrong. They were just saying they were doing it to keep the peace and make sure that the Forest Task Force operated smoothly, etc. But there are dozens of other stands of beautiful forest that are in this same basket where they are imminently planned for logging. They're on their, their logging, logging schedule. And we'll be asking that they also um, don't go into those while this process is going on for the next, I don't know, six, nine, twelve months, however long it takes. Mm. So that's where we're at at the moment. And uh, we know of other coops as well, you know, stands of forest, I prefer to call them, rather mm. than the, the industry term, um, where they, they also haven't done surveys, but they're just as important for a lot of threatened species in the old growth and rainforest. And Um, that are currently listed as about to be logged or, or being logged, mm-hmm. um, where the same situation applies. They're okay. in areas of threatened species habitat. Um, they all have threatened species records in very close proximity, and they contain forest types that are likely to support the presence of threatened species. Uh, and they are scheduled for imminent logging, and they have not been surveyed. And if they were, um, if they were logged, um, again, it would be. Uh, a breach of the law and the same legal argument um, would apply. So we'll be keeping a very close eye on where those machines go next. 
yeah. and keeping a very close eye on um, you know, big forest logging operations as we always do. Um, but yeah, continuing on through the summer. Yeah, fantastic. So uh, it's a long summer ahead with a lot of a lot of coops on the chopping block. So if people would like to be involved in the citizen science or the direct action or just to find out more about what's happening in the forest, can they come out there? Can they go on your website? Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we've got another camp. This one's going through the end of this week and, and we'll have a spell over Christmas and there's another camp starting January 4th, meeting in Goongra at the Goongra campground and we'll be camping We'll be camping out for about four days during that week. Uh, starting on the 4th of January, we'll be camping out at a, a secret location up in the mountains. Ooh, mysterious. And, yeah, we'll be doing some pretty intensive surveying, looking for things like rainforest and threatened species and protected species that uh, are given protection under the law, but unfortunately, uh, time and time again, Vic Forests don't bother surveying for them and end up illegally logging their habitat. So, yeah, we'll be out there doing that and there'll probably be some more direct action to follow um, after that. And mm. you can get on our website, uh, which is just uh, www.gecko.org.au and uh, you can find the details of that next camp uh, there on the events page. And you can also follow us on Facebook, which is just uh, Facebook forward slash G-E-C-O Eskipland. And, um, yeah, there's heaps of info there as well. Well, congratulations for that fantastic win and hopefully some more um, interested forest defenders will come out for the rest of summer. And thanks so much for speaking with Earth Matters. No worries. Thanks a lot. Forest will have to find somewhere else to reschedule the logging contractors um, and we are going to be keeping a very close eye on them to see where they put people and if they are going to go into any of our um, our listed high value coops. Mm. So they, they're pulling the machines out this week they were telling us and um, that area should not be logged well, hopefully forever, but mm. um, it certainly won't be logged while the, the forest task force mm. is continuing with the with the discussions. And what are some of the threatened species that they should be surveying for, or that you're concerned about in in those areas? Vic Forest didn't admit that they had breached any laws, um, and so they weren't going to do a survey but uh, we read the law differently to they do, and I think they make decisions based on their commercial interests, of course. Um, but the, the wildlife that are around there that have been identified just you know on the edge of the coop and within a kilometre around it in the very same sort of forest includes the sooty owl, probably the powerful owl, two very large forest owls that need the big old trees, mm. um, the long-footed potteroo, the little mini kangaroo that hops around the understory and is quite vulnerable for, you know, fox predation and that sort of thing. So their numbers are, uh, you know, quite down and they're, they're fairly rare. Mm. Um, there are the gliders, the big um, gliding possums that live in the big old trees and they again need the large old hollows in the large old trees. Mm. Uh, so the greater gliders mm. and the yellow belly gliders and then there's also a rare crayfish that lives in the upper catchments of, of a lot of, you know, the streams in the upper catchments. 
Mm. So these are the things that we believe should have been surveyed for and we're pretty damn sure they would occur in there. Mm. But what we can do meanwhile, if Vic Forest are refusing to survey it, um, certainly the citizen scientists that um, that are out here at the moment looking at things and using the, the night movement sensing cameras and that type of thing, they could... Um, they could do their own surveys in there and mm. try to prove that a lot of these um, wildlife species do rely on this forest. So if our listeners would like to find out a bit more or even partake in some of that citizen science, uh, where would you suggest they, they go? Um, if Well, it depends what, how they would like to help. Um, <laughs> we would love help with our legal work because it does cost money. Um, and that uh, you could go and see Environment East Gippsland's website or Facebook page for that. Um, we've got a free newsletter that we send out to people too if they just go to our website, which is eastgippsland, or one word, .net.au. We are having a Forest Forever camp out here in Easter, so if people haven't planned their Easter yet, um, you'd be more than welcome to come out, and we've got that information on our website as well. But we um, take walks into the forest, into the old growth, the rainforest. We show people, you know, the workings of a forest. We go spotlighting at night to, to look at the um, gliders and see if we could get an owl if we're lucky. Um, yeah, and people camp on the Broadrib River here in Goongarra. And uh, mm. it's a wonderful forest experience with about 100 people that come along. So you, you're rubbing shoulders with the like-minders and, mm. yeah, having a great time in the forest. You've heard from Jill Redwood of Environment East Gippsland and Ed Hill of the Goongarra Environment Centre. Some of the participants in the recent action that stopped illegal logging were fined by the department for being present near a logging operation. Instead of being thanked for their role in bringing illegal logging to the department's attention, eight people face fines of $500 each. Please contribute to those fines by heading to the crowdfunder at Planet Funder. You'll find the link from gecko.org.au or from the Gecko Facebook page. This is Earth Matters, produced at 3CR Radio in Melbourne. I'm Jem Rommeld, and it's my pleasure to bring Forest News to you. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Federation for their current financial support and the Community Radio Network for getting this program out to you, our listeners. You can contact us at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or by calling up the station on 94198377. We are Earth Matters on Facebook. The music on today's show is from the Free Music Archive, Talking Heads, and will go out with Monster Machine by Madeline Hudson, a protest song written for the East Gippsland forests. Thanks for lending us your ears for a dose of environmental and social justice news. Keep your feet out.
out of the puddles I need body heat from a friend so we cuddle To stop the shivering, to stop the shivering Won't you stop me shivering? Won't you stop me shivering? Delay. 